in my learning, I've come to appreciate that the unexamined life is not worth living. But I've also understood that overanalysis can lead to paralysis. How do I reconcile these points? So it would be a shame to live a life where we don't stop at least every so often and ask yourself, how is this going? And related to that, how did I get to where I am now? And related to that, where am I going next? And that sense of perspective is very helpful. It is something that's very useful. And sometimes we won't even notice the need for it until we engage in that kind of practice. We don't see that there's a problem, but then we, we notice, oh, hold on a moment. My life could be so much better or this kind of needless suffering that isn't actually serving me at this point. But it is true to say that the opposite certainly can be a problem where we're doing too much analysis and we are uh, really just overthinking it. And what's happening here then is the consideration of life is taking the place of life itself. We're spending more time analyzing it than we are living it and uh, just enjoying the flow of it in that sense. So it's not one or the other, I don't think. It's, 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 it's clearly the both have their value. So the trick is firstly recognizing that examining our life has value, but also living it does too. So just appreciating that these are both valid uh, exercises. But then the art is in integrating them together and having a, a flow in our life which allows us some room for both. And if you think about this practically, just as, as you're working on something, it is very important to be able to, if you're going to do a job, a DIY project, or put something together, or you're going to prepare something in the kitchen, or any, any, any project that you're working on, it is very important to be able to step back and to be able to ask ourselves, okay, well, what am I actually trying to achieve? So reflecting in that way. Why am I trying to achieve it? When do I need it done by? What's it going to look like? What, what options are there? You know, how did it go last time I tried to do something similar? So you know, all of this learning is going to feed in and it's going to be very, very helpful. But if you just stayed in that mode, that kind of thinking isn't going to be too conducive to actually doing the project. The act of actually doing it requires kind of zooming in a bit more, stepping forward and then engaging practically with using whatever tools or implements combining ingredients, getting materials, etc., putting them together. And particularly if you're skilled at it, there's a real flow in that. It becomes kind of automated, like driving or walking or playing a musical instrument or typing. If you're skilled at those things, there's just a flow to them. You don't even notice you're doing them. They become kind of invisible. So we need that because it would be too clunky if we were overthinking it while doing it. But then, of course, every so often we'll step back at least a little bit. Now, we won't step back all the way. We won't step back, if we're cooking, we won't step back and say, well, let me reconsider what I'm actually making here. But we will step back enough to say, well, how am I combining the ingredients and what's the next step? So we kind of have a little bit of a step back to be able to see more clearly and then step forward again into the next step. And, of course, if, if it really isn't working out, then we will maybe step all the way back and reconsider what we're doing altogether. So I think this is what we want in terms of an examined life uh, on, on one hand, but not overanalyzing and just having the flow on the other hand. It's moving between these points. 
And it's true that it can be a bit clunky sometimes, and, and, and that just means that there's a bit of optimization needed in our system uh, between these, uh, these two exercises. And one good way to help with this is to not neglect either. So if we're spending too much time analyzing and not enough time just living and engaging in, in something, well, then it is good to actively set aside time to just not think about it and just do it. <laughs> and, you know, within the, the, the parameters of safety, obviously, even doing it if you're not sure, because that experimentation can often then actually give you the data that you need to be able to analyze well. You know, so if you if you if you try to plan a trip but you haven't even stepped outside the door, you know, you don't know what the weather's like, you don't know, you know, what the wind is like, you don't have any of those variables. So there's some sense in which just getting out there actually immediately makes the thinking simpler. So the act of doing constrains the thinking and makes that then a bit simpler as an exercise. And the reverse is also true. If we're doing too much doing, but you know, there doesn't seem to be a direction in our life, well, then actually consciously setting aside time to stop, to sit down, use a pen and paper if you want, or draw it or write it, and, and, and just to say, okay, well, where am I? Where am I going? Where have I come from? And to put a little bit of a rough plan in place, that can actually make the experience then much richer, because then when you put that down and then go back to it again, you're kind of more at peace within yourself and there's a sense of, of momentum and a sense of flow. Now, if you've mastered the movement between these two uh, exercises, you, you may well be the first because it's a very sophisticated uh, thing to do and it's more something we need to keep working on and keep trying to balance. But any steps in that direction can lead a huge amount of benefit. So it could be the case that even just small progress in this just gets a massive increase in efficiency in our life, and that just continues to positively snowball and build momentum over time.